0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk
1: Podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk.
0: Future Talk with Amyal Saleh and Hany Balkis. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you're all having a blessed Wednesday. Happy Tuesday.
1: <laughs> it's Monday.
0: It's Tuesday. Not joking. It's Tuesday. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, did I get all the days wrong today? What's going on? Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and enjoying the weather outside. It's a sunny, sunny day. Summer is officially over here. Um, You're listening to Future Talk right (laughs) here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world.
1: Yes, and speaking about the UAE, we're talking about the UAE police and banks and how they are warning over one-time password scams. There's a scam going on right here in the UAE. And thankfully, the police and banks have been warning us about it. And we're going to be telling you all about that in just a few moments.
0: Yes, indeed. But we also have a little bit of sad news in the tech world happening today because one smartphone let's say creator maker is actually exiting the market is it a goodbye or is it a see you later with something new in the pipeline we're going to be talking about lg becoming the first major smartphone brand to withdraw from the market
1: yes and for our tech this out segment we're talking about iata or iata Who says that Travel Pass app is going to launch on Apple mid-April. That means soon enough you will be traveling using your Apple phone. And maybe it could be a COVID-19 vaccine card.
0: Yes, indeed. Coming up on the show as well, the Apple iMac did say a big goodbye for every user out there. There was a very limited stock in the... What's it called? (laughs) The Stores. Stores, yeah. Warehouses. Uh, Yes, the warehouse. And recently, they've decided to launch a new, renewed look of the iMac. This one is going to be coming up with a larger display.
1: Yes, indeed. And we're also talking about scientists and how they have connected the human brain to a computer wirelessly for the first time ever.
0: Lots and Lots is in store on today's show, so make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. This is Post 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.
1: Daily Digital News Bits and Bytes Connect Our World. UAE police and banks are warning over a one time password scam, or as we like to call it, an OTP. Now, fraudsters are attempting to get users to hand over these OTPs so they can transfer money or even buy goods online. Now, authorities in the UAE have warned customers to never, and I say never, share one-time passwords with unidentified callers.
0: Yes, indeed. And many police officers have actually been collaborating with different banks around the UAE to study the rise in fake online deals, where many scammers have been calling up people, asking them to share their one-time passwords, which a lot of people also call as one-time pins. Now, what scammers would do is basically... Act like they are a company official. They'll tell the user that an OTP was generated to claim a certain cash prize or even update their bank details. And then the shipment companies are also asking for money for fake delivery. So then that scammer that is acting like they're the bank or a certain company that's going to be giving you a gift would ask for the OTP, which is basically like like a passcode. It's an authentication tool that would ensure the security of any mm-hmm. transaction that you are making when it comes to banking. When buying anything online, using a credit or a debit card or even an e-wallet, an OTP is typically sent to any person's email or even uh, phone number so that they can authenticate that this credit card belongs to Hani or belongs to Omnia.
1: Yes, now actually there are various ways of authenticating uh, your identity using your, when you're using your credit card and this is actually the last level of authentication, Yeah. but scammers do often steal this password by infecting people's phones with malware now fraudsters can also access passwords once a person does click on a link and once online scammers do steal that otp it is very easy for money to be transferred so never ever 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 give anyone and i say anyone your otp your one-time password because this is the one way that they can get into your bank account and steal money from you
0: and make sure that you know that no authority no bank no company no official would ever ask you for your otp so don't go ahead and share it if they ask you to do so this is only the only way basically to protect yourself from facing any fraudster a fraudster would ask you for your otp an official never would many police officers have actually been saying that scammers also tend to ask people to update their bank details Mm -hmm. or even send a whatsapp message about, let's say, a fake lottery prize, and then they'd ask you about your OTP through WhatsApp, which, again, is a big marker. You would never receive any official message from a bank through WhatsApp. They would send it as a text message, but never through WhatsApp.
1: Yes, There's uh, don't trust anyone when they do call you. Don't answer unidentified calls. Uh, If you do get a a number and uh, someone does call you, Saying that they're from a bank. Make sure that is the bank. Sometimes what I would do is I would close the phone yeah. and recall my bank.
0: Mm.
1: Recall my bank from the number Good that uh, is uh, not from uh, the number that was called or from the number from uh, Google yeah. or from uh, uh, the official website. Also, uh, would it, also yeah. if
0: it's a mobile number and not a landline. Yeah,
1: they wouldn't call you from a mobile number. Yeah, that's like zero five <laughs> wouldn't be calling you saying, hey... You want a million dollars? That doesn't happen. If it's too good to be true, then it is a lie.
0: Absolutely. Also, many times the emails would actually be very smart in the way they'd ask you to give in your information. So some emails will sometimes ask you to pay a small fee for, let's say, a shipment delivery. Mm -hmm. And this is only the start. So as soon as you go ahead and you start filling out the form with your bank details, that's when the scam begins and that's when your money will be taken away. Residents are also being advised to check with family members if they are expecting a shipment and to go ahead and check the tracking number before responding to such emails so you honey live with uh, your family members so let's say if you know if your mom knows that package is going to be coming in for you, that's when she might trust that Amazon would be calling. Apart from that, yes. why would they call?
1: Yes. So, always check the authenticity of such mem- uh, messages and phone calls. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215. Dot slot, or on our Instagram app, Pulse95 Radio. Have you gotten a message or an email or a phone call from such fraudsters asking for that OTP? Hopefully not. But Have our you? Text on- <laughs> I have gotten a lot, a lot of times on WhatsApp. Mm. Hello, sir. You have won a million thousand dollars in horrible yes. grammar, horrible English. English horrible Arabic, horrible everything. And they say to confirm, yeah. just give us your credit card number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I- yeah. I just block them. I blocked and I reported it to uh, the authorities.
0: That's the best thing you could do. I was just going to say. I remember once, I think, a police officer was asking me to, to like, someone who was acting like they're a police officer yeah. on the phone. They're like, oh, share with us your bank details for confirmation numbers. And I was like. Never, ever. Yeah. Never, no. ever. Police officers wouldn't be asking you for that. Or even if they would, you they would ask you to come physically to the police station. Let us know your thoughts. Share with us your stories. Our text lines are open. 4215. Do it. It's a Or sign into our DMs. At Pulse95 Radio, coming up, we're talking about a smartphone brand that has said goodbye to all of its smartphone users. Who could that brand be? Well, keep Pulse95 locked to find out all about it. Pulse95.
1: Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world
0: your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the uae and around the world today we have a little bit of sad news for anyone who owns a phone from lg because lg has said goodbye to many of its customers but it is see- it is telling us see you later for other customers because they have become the first major smartphone brand to withdraw from the market
1: yes now lg for those who don't know lg is actually very big they create they manufacture televisions they manufacture smartphones and now they as well <laughs> and refrigerators apparently they didn't know that one now uh, we do know that now south korea's lg electronics did announce yesterday that it will down its loss-making mobile division A move that is set to make it the first major smartphone brand to completely withdraw from the market. Now, obviously, we do know, I Mm. mean, uh, even if you don't know the exact details or statistics, we do know that LG wasn't really that good of a phone maker. Yeah. Not a lot of people had LG phones, right? And uh, obviously, they were losing a lot of money. It wasn't uh, optimal to keep continuing manufacturing those type of products. So they just said, hey, listen. Let's save face from now before we go bankrupt. And uh, there's no more smartphones.
0: And I respect that about them. If you're failing at something, just just if you can't fix it, if you can't make it better, just go ahead and. Focus on other things that you can succeed in. And that's exactly what LG is doing. They're still going to be providing support and software updates for all the customers who have you know, mobile products from LG for a period of time, which will depend on every region. So wherever you are around the world, that will determine whether or not you will be getting long term. You know, support from LG or short term support from LG. But the decision has actually caused uh, or came after a big loss that LG has been suffering. So for nearly six years. LG was actually dealing with about $4.5 billion loss. So that was actually uh, dropping them very fiercely from the competition that they were facing with other smartphone brands like Mm -hmm. Apple, Samsung, Huawei, Xiaomi. So what LG has decided to do is focus on growth areas like electric vehicle components, connected devices and smart homes. Let me tell you, in the smart home industry, I think LG is excelling. They create everything Refrigerators, washing machines, dryers, speakers—they even know how to integrate an entire smart home into yes. one place where all the devices can communicate with one another and with the user.
1: Now we do know that LG actually has five divisions of their products, and the smartphone division being the smallest of its five, and it does actually account for about seven percent of the revenue. Now in South Korea, the division's employees will be moved to other LG electronic businesses and affiliates, while elsewhere decisions on employment will be made at the local level. and Just like Omnia said, the service provided to those software updates and uh, to the phones in general will still be provided. Hmm. LG is not going to take that away from its customers, so they're obviously making a smart move uh, for maintenance and stuff like that it will be available. They're just not going to manufacture phones anymore.
0: Exactly. And in better times, you know, back in the day when there wasn't very fierce competition in the smartphone industry, LG was actually the very first industry or smartphone maker to market a number of cell phone innovations, including the ultra-wide angle cameras that we have seen uh, back in 2013. They were also the first to manufacture the world's third largest smartphone uh, behind Samsung and Apple. So, big accomplishments, but You know, it's time to say goodbye and for them to focus on something else.
1: Yes, it's time for them to focus on something else. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about a travel pass that is going to launch on on Apple mid-April. So keep Pulse95 locked because we're going to be right back.
0: Pulse95. Check
1: this out. Check this out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're talking about a travel pass.
0: I thought I was going to hear your airport voice.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> you will hear my airport voice. Don't be a little bit <laughs> too excited. You got to have a little bit of a dramatic effect.
0: Okay, okay. You know? We'll, we'll calm down a bit.
1: Yes. But now, what
0: Honey is uh, preparing to launch.
1: Yes, Honey is preparing to launch. First, we, we got to let them know what we're talking about. <laughs> and then... Wait, hit them with the... Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. (laughs) Yes, we're talking about the International Air Transport Association, or as they call it, IATA. And how how they have announced that its digital travel pass will launch on the Apple platform from mid-April. So maybe soon enough, Mm -hmm. you might be in the airport. And you'll be hearing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls, if you do have your Apple Pass, please uh, bring them to the Terminal 3 so we can know that you are COVID-19 vaccinated.
0: Well, for someone who hasn't traveled so long, you definitely have the, (laughs) the pilot voice on check. But having this become a reality in different countries around the world means that we will finally be seeing the end of Struggling when traveling with COVID, with, not with COVID-19, but with, I mean, with the, the COVID-19, COVID-19 pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. yeah, So now a lot of countries, one of them being Singapore, is actually looking to launch that travel pass on an Apple platform. And just like you mentioned, Danny, April 15 may just be the day. After it's rolled out on Apple platforms, they will soon be rolling it out on Android as well. But this application is basically like a digital health verification mm-hmm. app. It's been under development for a year now, ever since the pandemic started. And initially they had plans to launch it in the first quarter of the year. There were there were a bit of delays, which was expected. But this new travel pass app that is coming right from right out of Ayata will basically enable passengers to receive their covid 19 test results and verify that they are eligible to take the journey through an okay on their travel status so just like we have with alhusan app it turns green if you're negative you will find an okay that showcases that you're okay to travel also if you've been vaccinated that will also be appearing on the application as well alongside what type of vaccine did you get
1: yes now ladies and gentlemen pandemic it's been over a year right we're going into that over a year mark yes. but now uh again i do feel like we're having the pandemic under control right mm. we're getting under we're, go- we're going to that stage where mostly we got the hang of it yeah we're getting the hang of it mostly everything is under control people are getting vaccinated and i'm speaking on the behalf of the uae right now yeah right a lot of people in the ua are getting vaccinated every day i'll open snapchat i'll open instagram i'll see someone saying oh got my vaccine got my vaccine got my vaccine again that is amazing and that does bring us back to a new normal a lot of people are talking about a new normal and this will be our new normal masks uh uh 19 apps to make sure you're vaccinated and you're green you're good to go you're you're negative so we are looking at several carriers that have signed up for trials in the coming weeks and months and so far we're talking about air beltic air new zealand all nippon airways hong kong airlines malaysia airlines roland air and virgin atlantic now Already in the UAE, we use Al-Husun app. Yes. Etihad Airways and the Emirates, Fly Emirates use Al-Husun app so they can acknowledge that you are COVID-free.
0: Yes, indeed. And also three of the Gulf's largest airlines are going to be conducting trials with this new travel pass. Uh, a lot of countries have actually already had a successful trial of the app, one of them being Singapore. Singapore Airlines recently actually carried out the first successful trial on an international flight from Singapore to London. When we're looking at the Pros and cons of vaccine passports. Many people have many thoughts, in my opinion. It's just going to be the new normal, just like you mentioned, Tani. The same way you have your Emirates ID, the same way you have your passport, you will have something to showcase that, A, you're negative, but B, you're also vaccinated.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, we've seen uh, actually China uh, do this inside of mainland China. Mm -hmm. When uh, people would go into stores, they went to the extent we're going to stores. (laughs) You're not allowed into a supermarket, shopping mall, whatever it is. If you didn't have that COVID nineteen stamp that you were negative with COVID and you didn't have COVID nineteen, but let us know your guys' thoughts. Four two one five do it slot or on Instagram at Pulse ninety five Radio. Are you excited for a new normal, or are you not? Four two one five do it slot. Our tech signs are open. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're all talking about Apple. You're listening to Pulse ninety five.
0: Gadget of the day:
1: new tech you might want to play with.
0: A couple of weeks ago we had some very tough news for all those who had plans to buy the iMac computer but we're just waiting on the right time the right budget because we all know that it costs an arm and a leg but don't be disappointed if you did not have a chance to buy the iMac before stock ran out because Apple it has plans to basically come up with a new iMac that will have a much bigger display. So the current iMacs come in two sizes, a 21.5 inch and a 27 inch. And the new iMac that will be coming up will have a 27 inch display.
1: Yes, it will reportedly feature bigger displays. More than 27. (laughs) Yes, exceeding 27 inches in their upcoming iMac Now, that new iMac is expected to feature a radical redesign as the current iMac's industrial design does date back almost eight years ago with extremely large screen bezels and even a beveled chassis. Now, the new iMac is expected to take design cues from the 2018 iPad Pro aesthetic with reduced bezels and even flatter sides, so we might be seeing. A more aesthetically pleasing look coming out of the iMac now the report which does cite leaks and rumors does suggest that the 21.5 inch iMac will get its screen upgraded to 24 inches as part of that redesign and the high-end iMac will also get a screen size increase exceeding the current 27-inch size.
0: Yes, indeed. The best part about it is that the upcoming new iMac lineup will also have and will feature the next generation Apple Silicon chip. So I'm very excited to see how fast this iMac can actually perform and how it will surpass every older iMac that we have ever seen. Now, when is it expected to come up? Apple did not give any specific date, but we are expecting it to debut sometime in the next few months, especially because the imac pro that they previously had on the market was officially suspended
1: yes uh they actually stopped creating or selling that uh yeah. manufacturing that imac because obviously they wanted to go in with that redesign they didn't want to sell put stock and then all of a sudden come out with a new redesign and people were like hey i just bought <laughs> the new one Oh, but it's not new anymore because we have a new redesign. Well, we do know that there will be a 512 gig and 1TB SSD configurations. And that came out just last month. And there will also be a 4K display coming out of that iMac 21.5-inch. Very interesting coming up with that new lineup. We want to know your guys' thoughts, though. 4215, do slot or on Instagram. At Pulse95 Radio, would you buy the brand new iMac? Yes. I wouldn't because I already have my gaming computer.
0: <laughs> I'm sure people who have the iMac typically would need it for some professional use. So let's say video makers or someone who needs their computer for heavy usage Yeah. because only the iMac would handle this much uh, load on its uh, devices. But. Both options became unavailable to actually order, order the older iMacs. So we're definitely excited to see new iMacs on Apple's website. Let us know your thoughts. Our text lines are open. 4215 to Salat or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, we're talking all about cyborgs of human beings. No longer are we just connected to our phones and our wearables because scientists are connecting the human brain to a wireless computer for the first time ever. You're You're listening listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95.
1: Some groundbreaking news coming right out of your brain. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) indeed. We're talking about how scientists have connected the human brain to a computer wirelessly, for the first time ever, this doesn't happen every day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, the first wireless commands to a computer have been demonstrated in a breakthrough for people with paralysis.
0: Yes, indeed, this system is actually able to transmit brain signals, which is quite rare, rare just like you mentioned, honey, with people who struggle with paralysis, since the main cause of paralysis is that the brain can no longer communicate with the rest of the body. And the brain is the powerhouse behind our movement, the functioning of our heart, the functioning of every organ in our body. This is exactly why many researchers at Brown University in the United States do believe that this will change the game for any person with paralysis. A clinical trial of the BrainGate technology, that is what they have chosen to call this new way of having a small transmitter connected to a person's brain motor cortex, so the part of the brain that controls our movement.
1: Yes, and they used this system to control actually a tablet computer. The participants were able to achieve similar typing speeds and even point-and-click accuracy, as they could do with wired systems. Now. They have demonstrated that this wireless system is functionally equivalent to the wired systems that have been the gold standard. Now, those signals are recorded and transmitted with appropriately similar fidelity, which does mean they can use the same decoding algorithms that they use with wired equipment. So obviously, they're getting the same exact experience as if they were using a normal computer. But ladies and gentlemen, again, this is obviously the beginning, it's a stepping Mm -hmm. stone for those wireless compu- wireless brain to computer activity. But let's look at the near future. Soon enough, maybe us who don't have uh, brain paralysis, we could control computer and technologies With our brains,
0: that is a world that is not too far away from the reality that we're living in right now. What makes this form of connecting the brain to, uh, just like just like we were talking, you know, the little piece of computer wirelessly, is that people don't need to be physically tethered to the equipment. Now people can actually. Be far away and still help test this system. So, this is one of the biggest advancements that have been taking place when we're talking about neural interface technologies, which have attracted some of the biggest tech giants like. Facebook and Elon Musk. Uh, Musk recently talked about having the Neuralink startup already being tested on a monkey's brain, and that allowed the monkey to play video games.
1: Now, Omnia, if there was any time that I would want to wirelessly control a piece of technology with my brain, it would be right now. Why? So I can turn off the AC because it is cold in the Pulse 95 it's studios. It's very cold. I mean, if you're watching me on uh, YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see my hands are clamped together. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm tense. I'm very tense. It's very cold in here. But again, imagine this. I just wanted to point that out to imagine this. One day you're going to be in bed, right? Mm. One day. Let's talk about maybe 10 to 15 years from now, right? Yes, even you're, sooner. I yeah, feel like. I mean, yeah. it will be commercialized by then. And you're like, man, I got to turn off the lights now okay brain turn off the lights and the lights are turned off turn on the ac you don't even the AC have to on. tell
0: alexa like you know alexa yes. turn off the lights or go home turn off the lights yeah, you just think about it
1: yeah you'll probably have like a home pod yes. but you won't speak to it your brain will be speaking to it to send those commands to that type of technology i mean it is groundbreaking we are getting i mean obviously when people are thinking about 2021 or 2020 in general Forty years ago, they were thinking flying cars, right? Mm. But again, it does technology is still advancing in so many various ways. Whether it's the medical sector, the healthcare sector, or even normal gadgets and technology, we talk about a lot of crazy gadgets right here on the show. So again, the future looks very, very promising.
0: Absolutely, and testing the, these uh, neural links, or similar to the neural link, this wireless brain computer that is connected to our own bodies, is becoming a lot easier because. The two participants of this trial, they were both aged 35 and 63. They were completely paralyzed through a spinal cord injury and they were actually able to use the wireless system continuously for up to 24 hours while being at home. They were not having to be glued to a laboratory to be able to Mm -hmm. test this device. They just had it. You know, installed in their, uh, just like we mentioned, the motor cortex, and they were good to go home. So, this just shows how easy it has been to test these uh, devices, and hopefully soon, we can find them actually being used for good in real life.
1: Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215. Or on Instagram, at Pulse95 Radio. It is Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a very interesting day. We the have weather a special shout out. Yes, a special shout out.
0: To Aisha.
1: Aisha L is... yes, afternoon Karlak. Today it is her birthday. Yes. Yesterday was somebody's birthday. Today is Aisha's birthday. Airy yeah. sisters. Airy sisters, Airy <laughs> season. But ladies and gentlemen, again, the weather is amazing. So we do hope that Aisha's out there enjoying her day, her birthday. And uh, I'm gonna finish the show. I'm huh? gonna go defrost outside. <laughs> Literally defrosting for me, for Hanny. I'm cold. I am super cold.
0: I'm sure you will. The weather is actually really nice, especially when you're in the cold in the AC and you're going out to the sun. Yeah. It's not great for your health, but great when it comes to defrosting. I,
1: I don't I don't really care about my health right now. All I wanna do is is get some warm weather. Feel warmer. Yeah. Well. You know that, that's, what is, that's what's happening to me right now. I feel so tense it's the first time the AC's been like this
0: his hands are glued to his body not moving a minute just so that he can try and keep every form of body heat in his body well this does mark the end of future talk we want to wish you a blessed afternoon we hope that you're out there enjoying the sunshine today it's a beautiful I'm going to go enjoy the sunshine (laughs) beautiful afternoon right here in the heart of Sharsha and coming up on Paul's 95 is yet another beautiful show Afternoon Karak hosted by Mikhail Ati today as Aisha enjoys her birthday Um, he's going to be telling you all the latest that is taking place in pop culture it's a show that you don't want to miss you can catch us again same time same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. only here on Pulse
1: 95 this is Pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.